This is the It Ain't It Sis podcast, a podcast where we focus on life's pivots and redirections, relationships, and becoming a boss babe. I'm your host, Sarah Whitney, and this is a space where honesty, humor, and a whole lot of sass collide. No one has it figured out. So it's completely fine if sometimes it ain't it, sis. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the It Ain't It Sis podcast. I'm Sarah Whitney, your host. And how is everyone? Here in San Diego, it's hot as balls right now. I mean, it's actually not that hot. It's like 85 degrees, but because it's a little humid, I don't know. It feels like I'm perpetually sweating. I have to sleep on top of my covers, like kind of naked, basically. That's probably TMI, but whatever. Um, But anyways, it is hot as balls, and I know it's only 85. I'm a baby. I originally am from Arizona, and apparently it was like 117, so I have nothing to complain about. But here we are. Um, Yeah, that's a little bit just what's going on weather-wise here in San Diego. I hope wherever you are in the world, you know, it's a little cooler and you're not sweating, or at least you have AC because I definitely don't. But anyways, that was such a tangent from what I initially wanted to say. We, I have a special podcast today with Kay Walker. She's a black blogger and she preaches kind of living intentionally. She, first of all, her feed is so aesthetic. She was so adorable. She has a beautiful soul. I loved speaking with her and we talked all about just living intentionally. Then we also talked about travel and whatnot. So I don't know. I'm excited for all of you to get to know a little bit about her. She lives in Oakland. She moved from Mississippi actually to San Francisco originally and then into Oakland. And so I just asked her also about her transition um, initially when she moved from the South all the way to California because, I mean, that's definitely a culture shock in a way. So I'm so excited for you guys to just get to know a little bit more about Kay, like I mentioned. But in terms of a personal life update, I am sitting at my kitchen table and I am so exhausted in a good way though. I went to yoga this morning and then I went surfing with a friend and the water is absolutely beautiful. I think it's probably 75 degrees. No wetsuit needed. It's so pretty out and I'm just trying to enjoy and embrace these next few weeks of hot weather, even though I was complaining about how, you know, sweat is a very prevalent thing in my life right now, it's okay. You know what? I can't complain because I also hate the cold. So, you know, I have to find some joy somewhere in there. But another thing that's also been on my mind recently is moving potentially. So as you all know, I am in San Diego, California, and my lease is up in May, I think. Yes, May. And I really, really want to move to New York City. I have decided. That is the game plan and I'm trying to speak it out into existence so it actually happens. I mean, granted, one thing coronavirus has really taught me is that you can't really make plans. Like the saying always goes, I think you make plans and God laughs at you. And that has shown to be true honestly. But nevertheless, I mean, I try to go 
into life with a more open mind now. And it's definitely high up on my bucket list sort of thing. So if it doesn't happen, then you know what? Something better will happen and I'll maybe move to somewhere else. Maybe I'll move to Nashville because I've been talking about how I want to move to Nashville. Honestly, I think all that's where all the hot men are who actually have ambition and drive. Love San Diego, but one of my issues I think I have is that it is very kind of stagnant in terms of just growing professionally. I personally feel some people might not feel that way, but I mean, in terms of being a writer, that's what I really want to do. I want to pursue brand content creation and writing and copywriting and just anything very creative in terms of the writing um, aspect of it. And here in San Diego, I don't really have much exposure to that. And I mean, the main industries are, what even are the main industries? I think it's like biotech and we have a lot of breweries. Like we make some good beers and we made make um, hard kombucha and yeah, and we surf. That's really all we do. It's very nice and I love you know, being in an environment that is so positive. But at the end of the day, I feel like a lot of people are kind of in the mindset of it's always a vacation and they're very willing to just kind of coast through life without trying to not better themselves, but I guess really progress professionally. I don't know. That's what the vibe is. I actually had a friend a while back. He visited from New York And the moment he got here, he looks at me and says, I feel like everyone moves in slow motion here. And he said that and I was like, wait, you're so right. San Diego, it is just so much of like a slow paced lifestyle, which I love. But also I've been kind of itching for something that's gonna, you know, throw me for a loop in a way. I really just kind of want to be thrown into the deep waters and learn to swim. I don't know. I'm using all of these little phrases and I'm probably not using them right, but hopefully people are understanding what I'm meaning to say. But yeah, no, I just want to experience something new. And then on top of that, my family, like a a majority of my family, I would say lives in New York. I have about three or four aunts and uncles who live here in California. And then my parents are the only ones out of my family who live in Arizona, but the rest of my family, my brother lives in New York, my aunts and uncles, um, the rest of them all live in New York, same with my cousins, and they're all having babies now, and honestly, I just want to be near them because I want to be a part of my second cousins. I'm probably going to ask them to just call me an aunt, Auntie Sarah, because I've always wanted to be an aunt. So, Um, but I really just want to be near them. I really like the vibe of the people. I've only ever dated guys also from New York and just the East Coast, Boston, Maine. Those are all the places I've only ever dated guys from. And so yeah, I maybe I have a thing for the East Coast. So I feel very drawn to that area. And I don't know, me speaking it out loud um, into existence, saying that I kind of want to move there. I think, you know, hopefully it will happen. We shall see, you know, hopefully I can get a job. My main thing, um, the main deciding factor if I actually move to New York City or not is can I afford it? Because, you know, I don't want to be one of those struggling, starving artists 
you know, <laughs> no offense to anyone who is. And if you are, you know, kudos to you for making it or, or trying to make it in New York. But, you know, I want to live comfortably. I want to be able to, you know, afford rent and not live in a place that is 300 square feet. I'm currently in a house that has a lawn and a front yard and all of that. So I know it'll definitely be a culture shock when I go to the city, potentially. No, I should just say, forget the potentially. I'm going to the city. I'm manifesting it. That's what I need to do. But anyways, um, it'll be a culture shock, but I'm excited and I really just want to grow as a person and I feel very stagnant here, which I hate. And that's one thing I honestly have been struggling with for the past, I think, month or so or maybe since graduating college. I don't know. I'm very much of a person. I mean, I'm a three on the Enneagram test, so... I'm very much of a person. I love to, you know, achieve. I'm the achiever. I love to just grow and learn and, you know, just accomplish things. And when I feel like I'm not accomplishing that in terms of my own personal growth, then that's when I get really frustrated. And so, I don't know. I think moving to New York hopefully will, you know, progress my personal development and I never want to also be someone who is chasing after different things in life and never being able to be satisfied with where I am and I guess in terms of what location I am in but I don't know I feel like a change of scenery could benefit me definitely but anyways that was a long ramble so sorry about that so I think now it is time to get into the podcast before we do though another side note Please subscribe if you haven't already. Follow me on Instagram and I don't know, share the podcast if you like it. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your boyfriend, tell your girlfriend, tell anyone. Um, I'd love to have more listeners and I'd love just to, you know, be connected with all of you guys. So if you ever want to just slide into my DMs and start up a quick conversation, feel free to. I love talking to people. I'm a big talker. That's why I have a podcast. Um, but anyways, let's get into the podcast and hope you all love it. Hello, Kayla. How are you? Doing well. How are you? I'm good. Um, I'm here in s- sunny San Diego, so it's a beautiful day. And I'm so excited to just chat with you today a little bit more about um, blogging and just what you're all about. So could you introduce yourself real quick? Of course, and excited to be talking to you as well today on this beautiful Saturday here in Oakland as well. Um, So I'm Kayla. You can call me Kay. Um, I am a blogger, content creator, and just intentional liver. And I am currently based in Oakland, California, and I was born and raised in Mississippi. Okay, awesome. Why did you want to start blogging in the first place? Like, was there something that really attracted you to just the blogging world or Was it just kind of you decided one day, why not just kind of start a blog? Because I know a lot of people do that in general. Totally. So for me, I'm an only child. And so reading and writing was kind of like always my little escape mechanism. So I always used to journal when I was a kid all through high school. And then so once like blogging kind of became like a thing when I was in college, I was like, well, let me just launch my own kind of space that's separate from Twitter because I'm like a huge Twitter person. (laughs) So I was like, let me just create my own space online where I can just like muse on things in long form. So that's kind of how I started just launching um, the blog and what Kay says. 
Okay. And then so I don't really have a Twitter. So what are what is your realm of Twitter, if that makes sense? I know a lot of my friends, they're really big into the memes or just any of the stupid stuff that apparently people say on Twitter. So I'm not sure like where you lie into like the category. Are you tweet about like relationships or also like similar things that you blog about? Yeah, great question. I love this question because um, I am in the realm of what I like to call Black Twitter. So Black Twitter is where you go for like the Popeyes versus Chick-fil-A like phenomenon or like Beyonce memes for days where people quote like Beyonce's internet. It's just like a fun, lighthearted place um, overwhelmingly, but also where we talk about issues in current events, politics, um, everything. So I kind of fit in where I'm just very intentional, but raw about how I feel about things that are going on in the world. And I also just try to drop little nuggets of like joy and random musings um that just pop into my brain (laughs) no no no. I love that I mean I think I should kind of get more into it because apparently I mean you can find anything I think one of my friends said it's kind of like tumblr in that way where people of all you know different walks of life just come and just like spill their heart out some some of them you know some people shouldn't have a twitter i've heard but (laughs) other people you know they're worth following but i know just in general you talk a lot about on your instagram and on your blog about intentional living so when did you get into that because i know a lot of times I feel like people, when they hear intentional living, I don't know, I feel like that's something that definitely like an older demographic is Mm -hmm. into, if that makes sense. And people in our 20s, I think a lot of people don't understand what does it mean to be living intentionally. So what does that mean to you? Yeah, so I feel like for the majority, like part of my teens and in college, I was kind of just going through the motions. Like I was just like in a sea, just kind of vibing with everyone else and just doing like whatever was going on. Um, And then in 2019, I had moved to, I was already in California for like two years, but I just fell into this depression and it was like a mix of loneliness and like self-esteem issues and then um, issues with my parents. And I just decided to pick up his book, um, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. And the first law is like the law of pure potentiality. And it teaches you about like self versus the ego. So self is internal and ego is external. So um, that was like the spark of me to just be like, what am I doing? Like, how can I do better? And how can I take care of myself like super intentionally? So after that, it's just been like things like I went to Bali, Indonesia um, on a solo trip. And that was like just getting a glimpse at their culture was just one of the most interesting things. And it was like very intentional the way that I left. And I was like, okay, I'm going to implement these things, these practices and these like mindfulness practices into my life. So it's just been like since 2019, May 2019, um, I've just been kind of picking up little nuggets as I go. And I'm still I'm still working on it. I'm not great at it yet. But every day it like, you know, one day at a time. (laughs) Yeah, no, I got kind of into intentional living. I like found not like found out about it. Obviously, I knew what the word like intentional meant. I guess the concept of just like intentionally living each day. I was reading a book about it. I forget it's like slipping um, the top of my mind. But it basically talked all about just being really intentional every day, like setting goals and being like intentionally grateful um, for the things that we have in life. Because I think obviously a lot of people just go through life and you kind of mentioned in college how you kind of just 
went through college doing whatever you do. I mean, which is so normal because I mean, you know, when you're in college, I I can't even remember what I did day to day. Yet again, I did just graduate, so I I should remember. <laughs> it's not that far in the past. But I've especially tried to incorporate it in my life as well recently. But how do you necessarily incorporate it in your life? Yeah. So one thing I do is I read a lot. Um, I have this book called Vibrate Higher Daily, which is like literally what you were just alluding to is it teaches you how to just wake up every morning and show gratitude for things that you do have. And just kind of think about how to make the day great and how to always just vibrate higher, um, no matter what's thrown at you. I also journal a lot still. Um, I didn't do it for years, but I recently got back into it. I have this journal called the five minute journal. And so it's kind of like written out for you every day. So it's like super easy if you're a beginner journalist. Um, But in the morning, you write out like three goals for the day. Um, three things you're thankful for, things like that. And then at night, you kind of reflect on the day with like three things that made the day great. So things like that. Um, Recently, I have been like studying just like my ancestors because I've been wanting to kind of get into like, I don't obviously, um, because of things that have happened, I don't know like my direct lineage, Mm -hmm. but I do know, um, you know, the idea of my ancestors. So I've been reading about eating intentionally. And so me, I'm a stress eater. So if I'm stressed out, I'll have a Hershey bar. Girl, I feel you. (laughs) That's not how it's supposed to go. Um, So I've been trying to get more intentional about like what kinds of foods I can incorporate into my diet that just make me feel better. So like one thing I've been doing is dark cherries, Um, eating those before bed. And it's been like super helpful with my sleeping problems. Oh, okay. Now I, now I need to try that because I honestly, I take melatonin. I have taken it every single day for the past four years. I don't think that's healthy, <laughs> but maybe I should try um, dark cherries. Do you do a lot of meditating though? Because I know I do a lot of yoga as well. So I've gone to a few meditating classes and I know they say it's so good, especially when you're trying to live intentionally. But for me, I, you know, I'm still working on it. Yeah, I'm still working on meditation as well. Um, the easiest way for me is guided meditation. So I use some apps um, that help with meditation, um, especially at nighttime while I'm trying to decompress. And then in the mornings, I do try to spend like five minutes with myself um, in meditation, but there's always like a million just brain tabs in my brain. And it's hard for me to just focus. And they kind of teach you that that's okay, especially at the beginning of meditation. Um, and then you just get more used to it. And after you practice it for a while, like you can, you welcome thoughts and then you you get better at it. So yeah, I'm still working on it. <laughs> I think we all are. Apparently, um, one of my friends, she recently, not recently, but like last year, went to, um, I think it was like Myanmar or some some place in Southeast Asia. And she went to a temple where she took like a meditation class. And she said that one of the monks said that you can never master, no one can ever master meditation. Even like the people who are, I guess, like the top dogs and the, I'm definitely not using like the right language, but like, you know, the top people in the temple, I guess, the meditation masters, even them, like they can't, I guess, master it. So I guess that's like puts my mind at ease a little bit because my mind constantly wanders. Also, so what's the difference in your opinion between self-care and self-love? Because I know you kind of talk a lot about that um, just on on your blog. And can you kind of just describe the difference between um, both of them? 
So I think that when you talk about self-love, that's like the first step in any process. And when I say step, it's ongoing. So it's a daily process, but self-love starts with self-awareness. And I actually was tweeting about this a couple of days ago, but you have to know yourself before you can kind of solve for or care for yourself. Um, So that's kind of like the first step, I would say, or first thing to try to master um, with self-love and self-awareness. And then I think that self-care is like the upkeep of that self-love. So it's like once you know who you are and you find your power, your light and who you are with self-love, self-care is just maintaining that. So learning um, healthy coping mechanisms, um, learning how to pick yourself up when you're feeling down paying attention to your body, fulfilling your mind, body, spirit, things like that. Mm -hmm. So how did your self-love journey go? Are you still working on that? I mean, I know it's like a constant thing in everyone's life for just self-love in general, but for the most part, when did you kind of really start learning to love yourself and like how did you kind of obtain that? It was definitely after I moved to California um, because I moved out here not knowing a single person other than my um, my coworkers. So at first I was very lonely and I just didn't know what I was doing. Honestly, like just to be frank, I had no idea what I was doing. So I had to just figure out like you're going to be spending a lot of time alone. Make the best of it. So just having so much time alone and being in solitude was literally the spark of my self-love journey because I got to know myself, like what I liked, what I didn't like. And um, I was kind of forced to, like I didn't have a choice. I couldn't just go get drinks with friends after class because I was an adult now. So, and alone at that. So that that's kind of what sparked it for me. Yeah. Solitude. No, I, I completely understand because I studied abroad in Italy, um, I think like mm-hmm. a year and a half ago or two years. I don't know. I lose track at this point. But um, I had really not known anyone besides one of my other friends. And, you know, since it's such – it's like one of the biggest cities in the world and it's funny because like I'm from Arizona and I live in San Diego, which is a fairly smaller city, I guess, um, in California compared to LA. So – That was the first city where, you know, you have to like walk around everywhere and I'm so used to driving and I I think I just caught myself alone for most of the time and I think that's where I kind of experienced like a lot of loneliness and I think in that though, I learned a lot of just like self-love and just, I mean, I would take myself to happy hour and just, you know, enjoy (laughs) the moment stare it's it's like stare at people um as they're walking I know people watching is honestly the best I think it's really underrated love it I know I that's the (laughs) one thing um I guess I miss about I guess real life (laughs) I can say like going to happy hour and just like people watching and just relaxing that way but I don't know that was such a tangent (laughs) but um I know that you mentioned that you moved to Oakland so what really caused you to move there in the first place? Yeah. So when I first got to California, I lived in San Francisco and I had actually gotten an internship right after college um, when I graduated in 2017. So I came out for an internship in advertising at an ad, at an ad agency and um, that turned into a full-time job. So I like left, went to New York for like a week went home, and then came back three weeks later. So it was kind of a whirlwind experience. And it like happened so fast. Um, but 
about a year ago, actually a year ago this month, I decided to move from San Francisco over to Oakland, which isn't a big jump. Um, if people are familiar, it's it's about a 15 minute commute um, across the bridge to Oakland. And I just really love Oakland. Uh, ever since I moved here, it was just like a source of community and inspiration and just I live by Lake Merritt, which is just beautiful. Um, and I love being outside. So that's that's been like super fulfilling. Just me moving over to Oakland, kind of back to the suburbs where it's a little quieter. It's been great. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a big change though from um, – I know you're from the South. Where are exactly are you from? From Mississippi. Okay. Yeah, I feel like that's a definitely a big jump from Mississippi to Oakland. Definitely. It was a bit of a culture shock. Yeah. How has that like kind of changed you or how has like Oak – I guess like influenced you as like a person and as a creative yeah I love this question um because it's so like (laughs) I never really know how to answer it and I feel like I answer it so many different ways each time but in Mississippi um I was just like I said kind of going through the motions but I had always known that I wanted more like I wanted more than to be in that what felt like a little bubble Mm -hmm. um and so I just always wanted to like travel the world um, do all these cool things, but I I literally never went above like the Mason Dixon line. But I never went above that line until literally my internship. So I had never been out of the South really until um, yeah until May 2017. That was probably such a shock. Exactly, exactly. So when I got here and I was like, oh, there's like different people that think differently, and there's like it's so diverse here. Um, it's like one of the most diverse places has to be like in America um and people who live alongside each other they have there's so much community um but for me it just inspired me to want to see more and do more so I guess that's when I started traveling um obviously I had the means to I had a good paying job and I live like I have a great airport international airport here so it just like motivated me to want to see more do more and tell stories Mm -hmm. because I knew that people were watching me so like people were rooting for me people were watching me and people can see like a little bit of themselves in me because I'm from a small town in Mississippi and now Mm -hmm. I'm doing all these things that are like still mind-blowing to me but I just really hope to be an inspiration to people and to kind of expose people to life outside of Mississippi. Yeah, well, that's one thing I actually kind of noticed when I initially like came across um, your Instagram account. And I even kind of saw like a bit of myself in you when you you talk about Mm -hmm. a lot about like, like we mentioned intentional living and just kind of going after things that sets your like soul on fire and stuff. And I think that's like Mm -hmm. so underrated, which I get you know, when you go to the typical like Instagram pages of bloggers and whatnot, a lot of them just kind of try to, I guess, blend in and do what everyone else is doing. And that's one thing like I really appreciated that you kind of set yourself apart in that way. And that's like how, I mean, I related to you and I'm sure so many other people do too. And like you mentioned, like even for people back home, when they see you, I guarantee you, they're probably like, wow, look at Kay. She is doing the thing in Oakland, you know, in the big, in one of the biggest cities. So I think that's super awesome. Um, But switching gears, um, I know that you do, you mentioned you like to travel a lot. So where is your favorite place you've been? Yeah, I miss travel so much, but it's fine. Same girl. Um, my favorite trip thus far. So it's weird because like every place is just a different experience. 
from like the place itself to who you go with. Um, but I would definitely say my my favorite trip so far has been my trip to Bali, Indonesia. I'm so jealous. <laughs> it's uh everyone has to go. But it was just the most beautiful experience. And the fact that I did it alone is just still kind of mind boggling to me. Um, but it's just amazing from like the people you meet to the food you eat to how affordable it is. And just the overall vibe of the place. And like, I feel like people use vibe so loosely, but like literally the vibe of the place is it's people call it the magical island. And it really is that. Oh, I, I bet. I honestly, I, I'm just so excited to go. This is sounds a little weird, but I think like two summers ago, I try to convince my parents. Of course, um, I'm I'm sadly a little bit gullible, but I found this internship on online. I think it was on Facebook, and it was in Bali. And I was like, "Mom, I have to do it." Of course, you had to pay for it, so I'm not sure if it was a legit internship because you had to pay for it. <laughs> but I was already like thinking of all of the restaurants and I started looking up all of the food that I was going to eat there too. And I was just, I'm just honestly so jealous. I hear you mentioned it's super cheap. Like what can you get for like an entire day's worth of just activities and like food? Yeah. So Bali is super affordable. Um, That's why it's like ideal for like solo trips for women, especially, or just like honeymooning, things like that. But you can get like they have really nice hostels. And I know that some people have like these crazy visions of hostels, but you can find a hostel in Bali for like $6 a night. Oh my gosh. And that's one of the and they're one of the nicest hostels that you will ever see. Um, I didn't stay in one personally, but one of my good friends, she stayed in a hostel for like the three months that she was in Bali. Just she kind of hopped around. And it's just so inexpensive. Um, you can get a beautiful villa with like a pool, a villa to yourself for $27 a night. And then you can find a nice five-star star resort from anywhere like $99 a night. So super affordable accommodations. The food, some of my meals were like four meal, it would be like $4. And then your drinks could be anywhere from four to $6 from kind of the smaller places. It just depends on where you are in the island. But you you could definitely get away with like $50 a day in Bali easily. Okay. Okay. I like the sound of that, honestly. <laughs> um, where else have you traveled, though, um, that you really, you know, have on your radar? Or where are places that you like want to after, you know, 2020 is over? So my South Africa trip got canceled. It no. was going to be in May. Aww. I know. And that was my first, um, that was going to be my first time going to Africa, which is something that I've always, always, always wanted to do. Um, I was actually planning to do South Africa and Morocco this year. Um, so kind of like with all these, all these things that happened, I had been kind of thinking about this for a while, but I decided to kind of commit myself to the idea of saving up. And then in a couple of years, I'll quit my job and kind of do an extended vacation. I I just, I feel like it's time. So, and like you said, you studied abroad and that's like one of the biggest regrets um, is that I never studied abroad. I think I want to spend some time. Um, I want to go to Cuba for sure. And then probably to Lisbon, Portugal, which is where um, my most recent trip was. It's pretty affordable and as far as Europe goes. And then spend like an extended time in Southeast Asia and just hop around the islands in Indonesia and in Thailand and just, just live there for three months. I don't know. But that's my biggest like plan that I have coming up, which would be technically in like two years. 
I mean, honestly, I, I liked that plan. I kind of want to take it now because that sounds so fun. Um, I know that you mentioned you had gone to Lisbon and you had kind of had posted about uh, like pictures and everything from your trip. What was that like? And how is that kind of like different from I'm not sure if you've been to other European countries, but if so, like how is that different from other places in Europe? Yeah. So as soon as I landed in Lisbon, I was just taken aback. I didn't really know what to expect. I almost didn't go. I almost chose to go to Italy instead, which I'm really, really glad that I didn't do. Considering, yeah, considering that I literally got back to the U.S. Um, the week before the shutdown. Oh, wow. But I know. When I landed, I was just blown away by how beautiful it was. And once I got to downtown, it's just such a walkable place. It's a breath of fresh air and the people are just so nice and so accommodating. And that's something that I always think about where I go is like the people, like how are the people going to treat me? And Lisbon is just like unmatched. I went, I went to Barcelona right before I went to Lisbon and I've been to Paris and Lisbon just is special. And everything from just like how easy it is to navigate the landscape of the streets, the apartments, it's just, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I, I love Lisbon. <laughs> I would go back and I can't wait to kind of explore some of the other parts of Portugal because Portugal is beautiful. Oh, that's exactly where I want to go. Um, Like I said, I studied abroad in Italy, but I never made it over mm-hmm. to Lisbon. And I he- heard that like, I guess in Porto, Portugal, I think is what where I'm thinking of. But apparently yeah. the buildings and architecture is so beautiful. So that's like definitely on mm-hmm. the bucket list for, I guess, next year. So <laughs> But wrapping up, I was thinking of doing a little bit of like a rapid fire Q&A, just um, some little fun questions, if that sounds good to you. Sounds good. Okay. So first question, what is your favorite skincare product at the moment? Um, My favorite skincare product at the moment is got to be this moisturizer from Be Transcendent Skin. Um, It's like a jelly, oily moisturizer, and it just gives me like this glow that I stand and the business is black owned. Okay, awesome. Uh, I've have you heard of um gold? I really like it. It's gold with an E. Mm-hmm. I recently bought one of their products, and it's also like a black black owned business, and it's really just great. Yeah. I know. So I recently found them out and love them. And then, what is your wardrobe essential at the moment? My wardrobe essential is definitely gold jewelry. Um, I have to have my gold necklace stack, and I have to have my gold earrings. I really want an ear stack piercing, but waiting on COVID to get under control. <laughs> I know. I feel you. I know. For the No one can see it right now, but um, currently we are all Zooming, and Kay is wearing I love her earrings right now and she's wearing this like gold necklace that I see and I kind of want it, honestly. It's so pretty. <laughs> um, and then what is your favorite comfort food? Ooh, um, so the Southern in me has like a spread <laughs> of soul food. So that's like fried catfish, um, mac and cheese, collard greens, and candied yams. Ooh, uh, yeah, that that all sounds so good to me. I'm a major foodie. And unfortunately, like I grew up in Arizona, so there's not much like soul food down there, but it's more Mexican food. But that's one of my plans is to make my like a southern trip so I can eat my way south. I think that's I think you should eat your way through anywhere that you go, but that's besides the point, I guess. And then what is one person that you look up to? And it can be in any um spectrum of life. It can be on Instagram or in your family or in like work life or whatever. Yeah. So for me, I love she's like my recent obsession. I love Tracy Ellis Ross. 
just because she's such a free spirit and she's like older, like in her 50s, I think. But she's literally just living her best life. She has this glow about her. She has this um, like amazing skin and body and she just works out. She lives her best life. She minds her business. She eats well and she just looks like she's just having the time of her life. And I adore her. Amazing. Wait, can you repeat that name? Who was it again? Tracy Ellis Ross. Okay. I don't think I've ever heard of her, but I will have to look her up and I'll make sure she has an Instagram, I'm assuming, right? Yes. Go peep her Instagram. She's like, great. She's a light. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I will link her um, Instagram in the show notes below. Definitely. But um, kind of wrapping up, where can everyone find you on social media? Yeah. So you can see my um, little just snippets of me living my best life on Instagram at the iconic K. Um, that's spelled T H E I K O N I C K A Y. You can catch little musings of me on Twitter at what K says. So that's W H A T K A Y S A Y S. And you can see my long form content and get some playlists and travel guides on whatkcess.com. That's spelled the same way as my Twitter. Perfect. And I'll make sure to also link all of that down in the show notes below. But it was so nice to talk to you. I had so much fun. And now I really miss travel, to be honest. (laughs) It was amazing to talk to you too, Sarah. And yeah, I'm excited to just get back out in the world. I'm actually doing a road trip in August. from LA to Texas and I'm excited to see some cool things. That's so that's so fun. I've <laughs> I've always wanted to do that. I've never done like a long distance road trip. So maybe that's yeah. on my 2020 um bucket list to avoid any kind of air travel. Yep, it's the perfect time to do it. I know, perfect. So that's the podcast for today, guys. I hope you loved it. I don't know about you, but now I really want to travel. I miss traveling so much. Also, um Kay We recorded this about a month ago, I would say. Kay mentioned during the recording that she was going to go on a road trip and she went on the road trip actually. And you guys should go to her Instagram. She looked like she had so much fun. She went into the desert, took the most beautiful pictures. She, She was also actually in San Diego and went to Sunset Cliffs, which is one of my favorite places. It's so beautiful there. But anyways, definitely go follow Kay on Instagram. I'm going to link that all down in the show notes below. And then also, like I mentioned, of course, follow me on Instagram. Um, But anyways, I hope you all have a great rest of your week. Remember to, I don't know, think of something that you're grateful for. Tell someone you love them and spread joy. That's cheesy as anything, but... During a time like this, um, I think we could all use a little bit more joy in our life. Have a beautiful rest of your day. I love you all, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.